Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 273. Today we're gonna to be talking about some tips for making college more affordable. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I have gotten requested a couple of times from different listeners to do a episode on making college more affordable. So I decided that I was finally gonna do this topic. Um, I got as much information as I could and, share, and I'm sharing from my experience also because I do have a son that's college age and I have a daughter who um, is college age who hasn't started yet but is looking to start. So I'm sharing what experiences that I've had and what I've found so far and just kind of um, some general tips that I've kind of learned or heard of over the course of time. So my first tip, which I think is definitely um, pretty well known, most of these are going to be well known. It's more just kind of getting them into your mind and kind of just thinking about them and, you know, not forgetting about some options you might have. Um, So the first tip is to consider community college for the first two years. So we have three kids and um, we anticipated that all of them would attend four years of college. So our plan all along has been to have them attend our community college for the first two years because three kids times two years each at the much more expensive cost of a four-year college was just too much for us to be able to save up for. And we're planning to do everything we can to avoid them going into debt for school, um, or at least them going into the least amount of debt as possible. So we've kind of always had that plan that they would do the first two years of college at a community college. Um, So basically, as soon as they were old enough to start talking about college, we've always been kind of talking about those plans with them. So um, the thing is, when you get a college degree, your employer does not care where you attended the first two years of college. Your resume is just going to say whatever college and the degree. It doesn't say, you know, two years at this community college and two years, it it doesn't matter. It's just wherever you get your final degree from is all that employer is going to see. So why not save all that money and do the first couple years at a community college? Another thing is to just be careful about what credits will transfer. So if you do decide to do a community college or even just a less expensive school for a couple of years, maybe it's not a community college, maybe you extend, extend, uh, extend, hello, attend a um, a four-year school um, for the first two years. Maybe you have like a state college that's less expensive and you decide to go there and then you plan to not complete it there, but maybe you're gonna transfer somewhere else to save some money. Regardless of where you go, um, you really wanna make sure you pay attention to what classes will transfer to your new school because you don't wanna have to take additional courses um, because the ones you took at the first school won't transfer. Um, In New Jersey, where I live, there's a website called njtransfer.org that helps students pick class equivalents to meet the requirements of the college they plan to transfer to. Um, So you can kind of say, like, I want to go for this degree at this school, and it'll show you what the requirements are and what classes you can take at the current school you're attending. Like you say, I'm attending this school, and I want to transfer to this school for this degree. 
and it'll show you what classes you can take, including like the actual course numbers to make sure that you take classes um, that will match up. And I would imagine that most states probably have something similar like that, but if you're unsure, of course, check with the college you plan to take your courses at and see if they can help you um, figure out the best way to make sure you get the most credit for the school that you're going to go to next. I, by the way, I'm speaking this podcast partially from the parent's perspective and partially as if I'm talking to a student. I doubt I'm talking to many students. I'm sure this is mostly um, parents, but you know, I kind of go. I'm kind of probably going to be going back and forth between how I'm speaking as if I'm speaking to you, the parent, or speaking to you, the student. So either way, it's the same information. Another thing um, you can do is to look into programs with other colleges through the community college. So for example, our community college has a program with one of our four-year state schools where you can earn a degree from that state school through the community college at a much lower cost. Um, Now with this program, there's a limited number of degrees that are available with that program. Um, But if it happens to be a degree that you're looking for, that could be a really great option. So check to see what programs there might be. Um, Because like with this one, you get the degree of the state school, but you attend classes at the community college and you're getting credit um, in the program for the other school. So they have like a deal that they worked out together. So I know that a lot of schools do that. So that's definitely something to look into to see if that might work for you. Another tip is to apply for as many scholarships as you can. So this is one of those like do as I say, not as I do type things because um, up until now I've had one child who has attended college. Um, We did not apply for any scholarships. I definitely read and heard everywhere that we should apply for as many scholarships as possible. I had reminders on my phone to work on applying for scholarships on a regular basis with my son. Um, Every time I looked into scholarships, I felt totally overwhelmed and thought that some of them were so specific that I would be spending so much time applying for ones that he would likely never get. However, I think if I had more guidance on how to do this, it would have definitely been a great thing to try. Um, At the time, my son was about to start community college at a relatively low cost, and I wasn't super concerned um, enough to put in the effort to try and get those scholarships. So if you're feeling this way about scholarships, I would definitely suggest talking to a school guidance counselor or college financial aid office um, to see if they can kind of help put you in a good direction on what scholarships to start with, because doing it on my own, I definitely felt a little overwhelmed and then I just kind of avoided it. Um, But if you can get some free money to assist with education, why not? Another thing is make sure to fill out the FAFSA. So if you're not familiar, the FAFSA is the free application for student financial aid. The first time I had to complete the form, I was definitely intimidated, um, but it really wasn't hard to do at all. You can save your progress, like you file it online, you can save your progress if you need to find information like a bank statement or something like that. And you can import your tax information right from the IRS. So that made things easier too. I didn't have to worry about like putting the numbers in the right spot or you know misinterpreting something. It just pulled in the tax information and put it right um, where it belonged on the form. And the reason it's um, important to complete the FAFSA is because it's required for students to be eligible for certain grants, scholarships, and loans. So while you might not think your child will need, need or qualify any of those types of financial aid, it's still best to just complete the form just in case because it would be terrible to not qualify, especially for like a grant or a scholarship just because you didn't fill out the form. And the form is something that you need to complete annually. 
I'd like to take a moment to talk about the sponsor of today's podcast, Ana Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. I recently got two new pairs of earrings from Ana Luisa that I really love. One of my favorites is the Celeste Huggy Hoop Earrings. They're a really cute pair of mismatched earrings. One of them's a moon and one of them's a star. And I really love them when I saw them online, but when they arrived, I found that they were even prettier in person. Ana Luisa creates high-quality jewelry pieces at very affordable prices. Their packaging and products are carbon neutral, so they have no negative impact on the environment. I was surprised by how unique and elegant their jewelry was, while being really fun at the same time. They have jewelry starting at prices as low as $39, so if you're looking to treat yourself, a friend, or family member, be sure to check out their jewelry at shop.analuisa.com slash Lola. That's shop.analuisa.com slash Lola. Get yourself or your loved ones the perfect gift with up to 40% off by using my link, which can be found in the show notes. Another tip is to consider using a 529 plan to save for college. So now this, of course, you would have to have done already in the past. If you're about to attend college now, this isn't going to help. But if you're in a situation where you're going to be saving for your children to go to college in the future, um, using a 529 allows you to put money aside for college and you do not get taxed on the growth of those funds. I'm not a tax expert. I don't know if there's any exceptions to that, but generally my understanding is that it's, it's kind of similar to like a Roth IRA where you save money um, for college in the account and you do not get taxed on the growth of those funds. Um, so say you put $1,000 in the account and that grows to 3000 over the course of time, you won't be taxed on that $2,000 of income that you earned as long as you use that money for education expenses. And it doesn't have to be specifically for college. It can be used for private schools, trade schools, etc. Um, the only thing I can say about a 529 to be really thoughtful about is making sure you get the money out to pay for education, um, like to really plan that and and don't kind of hold it aside at least that was my experience um, unless you're definitely certain you're going to be using it so for example when my son started school rather than pull the money out of the 529 account I thought it would be a good idea to just let that money sit there for when he transferred to a more expensive school so he was going to community college and working part-time and paying the cost of his school. So I just said, you just keep paying for what you can and we'll keep the money in the 529. That way, once you go to a more expensive school, we have all that money sitting there. Well, it never occurred to me at the time that he might decide not to continue with traditional college education and that that money would potentially not be needed in the future and we'd have a hard time um, figuring out how to get it out because we wouldn't have as much college expenses as we thought we would. So he has since decided not to continue the path I thought he would, and I now have this money sitting in the 529. So fortunately, I can transfer that to my daughters um, who will hopefully use it. But had I thought about it earlier, what I would have done is even though he was paying for the cost of the college out of working part-time, I would have still used those expenses that he incurred to reimburse ourselves for the money that he spent and pulled that money out of the 529 account and I could have just put it in a regular savings account um, to set aside for him for future college costs rather than let it sit in that 529 account because you have to show the education expenses within a one year period. I think it's in like the tax year. There might be like a little bit of overlap but um, when you can make the request, like say if you pay something in December, you can request it like a little bit into the next year, I think. Um, but either way, it's not like I could go back 
to the first two years that he paid and then go back and request that after the fact. You can't do that. So um, I really should have just, as soon as we started having education expenses, I should have just started pulling the money out of the account to cover those and then just put that money in a separate savings account to save for his future rather than thinking that we would definitely have these additional education expenses in the future that that money would be used for. So, you know, it depends on your situation. Um, of course, you know, if you are certain that you're going to be using that money in the future, then that might not be a bad idea. But just really consider if you might end up in a situation where um, you're not going to have additional education expenses in the future. And maybe you might, might want to try and get it out as soon as possible on earlier expense, earlier education expenses. Because um, if you have to pull the money out, that say if you um, aren't going to have, education expenses and you decide you're going to pull the money out, you're going to get taxed on that money and then you're also going to have to pay a penalty. So it's important to really plan as best as you can to make sure that the funds will be used on education. Another option is to work part-time. So I know um, that this is not for everyone, but working part-time can be a great option while attending college. Um, my son worked part-time while attending community college. I set up a budget with him so that he had a certain amount of money for personal expenses, gas, car insurance, etc., um, and then whatever was left after this cost went towards college. So by doing this, we were able to keep what he had saved for college um, to help him when he transferred to a more expensive school. And like I said, I should have pulled the money from his 529 account um, when we had the expenses to show um, and put it in a regular savings account. but. Um, the point was that basically he was able to cover the cost of his tuition without dipping into his other college savings that we had saved up for him. And we had agreed that we would cover any shortfall he had each semester um, when the tuition was due. So it's not like he was under a tremendous amount of pressure to work enough to pay for um, the whole bill, but it was more just being mindful with his money and making sure he put aside everything available to go towards that um, college you know, expense. You can also um, consider looking for a job with tuition assistance. Um, you know, if you're not committed so much to whatever, if, if you are working and you're not super committed to the specific company or field that you're in, you know, a lot of jobs do offer um, tuition assistance for their employees and that can be a great way to get some of that college costs covered. They usually have maximums, um, you know, a certain dollar amount per credit and then maybe a certain dollar amount per semester. So you might have to kind of um, manage that to get the most you can you know maybe you do um, you know you you make sure you have enough savings for the difference or however you want to manage that but it's, it's always a good option um, if you want to maybe see if you can get an employer to help pay for the cost of college another option is to take less classes um, you know this this kind of depends um, it kind of goes along with working part-time. Like if you're working part-time, you might want to consider taking a lighter class load just because of the fact that you are working also. Um, but even if you're not working part-time, if you can only afford to pay for four courses instead of five, why not maybe consider taking four courses? Then it allows you to spread out the cost over more time, allowing you to save up more for additional, you know, save up additional cash for more courses in the future. 
Yes, it will take longer to complete college, but if you're trying to keep the cost more manageable and you don't wanna go into debt, this could be a good option. Um, if you're staying on campus, this might not be the great idea because there is the cost of housing to consider, but I would say um, if you're commuting to college or if your child is commuting to college, it might be a good option to spread the classes out over a longer um, period of time to allow yourself a little bit more time to save up the money to pay the cost of those classes. Another tip is to consider living at home or off campus. Um, I understand that it's very important um, to some people to have their kids have that college experience. Um, I personally commute, commuted to college, so I don't really know what that experience really was, but I can tell you that I do not feel in any way like I missed out on anything by not going and living on a college campus. So if this is not something personally um, particularly important for you and your family, Definitely maybe consider living at home or at least in a less expensive off-campus location because this can save so much money. The cost of living on campus adds so much to the bill each semester. I haven't personally had that with my children because I haven't had anyone live on semester, uh, live at campus um, yet, um, but I've seen the costs when I reviewed the cost of colleges and it's definitely a big additional expense. And then my last tip, about making college more affordable, which isn't really college, but um, my, my tip is to consider trade school. So trade school is a great low cost option for those who are interested in training for certain careers. Um, like I said, my son was going to community college for two years and just decided that it really wasn't for him. Um, he is a really smart kid, but he just was not really interested in any particular path. And he had a lot of different ideas, but he wasn't really excited about anything in particular. And he was just kind of going and didn't really have like something like a like an end goal. It was just kind of going because he was supposed to go. Um, so one day I was browsing through the catalog for our local vocational school and showed him an apprenticeship program that they had for becoming an electrician. And he was immediately interested in it and started asking for more information. And it was the first time I had seen him have like a really strong interest and be really excited about a particular career path. So he's gonna be um, attending, he's actually gonna be attending that starting in the fall. So we're really excited about that. And um, so it, it just keep your options open. You never know what might be the right fit. It doesn't, you know, depending on the job or the career path you wanna take, um, traditional college doesn't always have to be um, the way to go. And the trade school is definitely very affordable. So that's all I have to say today about um, keeping college affordable. If you have other tips, I'd love to hear them. Um, don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. You can find blog posts for each episode on my website at lolasfrugallife.com. And you can join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. If you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram. Also, if you can please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be really helpful to me. Getting those ratings and reviews is what helps boost my show in the search results so we can grow our audience. Also, don't forget to check out today's sponsor at shop.analuisa.com slash Lola. And if you're interested, there is a link in the episode details to financially support the podcast. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day.